Hey, everybody out there. I want to just send this as a special episode, a little bonus preview episode of not one podcast, but two great podcasts by a great friend of the show and contributor, frequent guest and collaborator, Mark Vinette. He has his old podcast that I'm sure all of you are familiar with, The History of North America. And in this podcast, The History of North America, Mark really delves into and describes the entire history of the vast continent of North America. In this little preview episode, Mark explores one of the most glorious Mesoamerican societies and encounters the pre-Hispanic Mexican ancient culture and civilization that was the Aztec Empire with this special episode from the History of North America podcast. I'm also including a little snippet of an episode from a new podcast that I'm super excited for being that this is uh, through the history of the papacy podcast, but also through all of our other podcasts, because it's a topic that I'm particularly interested in. And that's Mark's new podcast, The Historical Jesus. Who was Jesus Christ and why did he inspire such admiration, fervor, and devotion? Join Mark Vinette when he talks about and tries to unravel the truth, the myth, the legend, and the mysteries surrounding this titan of history. You know that this is a topic that I am passionate about, and it really fits in with a lot of the things that we're talking about in many of the series that we have discussed in the history of the papacy. So I highly recommend you check out both the History of North America and the Historical Jesus podcast. You can find links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, and uh, more in the show notes. So I will definitely talk to you next time. Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we encounter the pre-Hispanic Mexico ancient culture and civilization that was the Aztec Empire. Join me as we explore one of the most glorious Mesoamerican societies. The Aztec Empire was an alliance of three city-states that ruled the area in and around the Valley of Mexico from 1428 until 1521 AD. The empire was formed from the victorious factions of a civil war in central Mexico. Despite the initial conception of the empire as an alliance of three self-governed city-states, Tenochtitlan quickly became dominant politically and militarily as the capital, while the other partners in the alliance had taken subsidiary roles. Tlacalel, the military leader of the capital, was the principal architect of the Aztec Triple Alliance and hence the Aztec Empire. He also instigated a policy of burning the books of conquered Mesoamerican peoples with the aim of erasing all memories of pre-Aztec past. The Aztecs were famous for their agriculture, cultivating all available land, introducing irrigation, draining swamps, and creating artificial islands in the lakes. They developed a form of hieroglyphic writing, a complex calendar system, and built famous pyramids and temples. The Aztec power was centered at its capital, supported by many tributary city-states. 
The Aztecs left rulers of conquered enemies in power so long as they agreed to pay semi-annual tribute, as well as supply military forces when needed for the Aztec war efforts. In return, the imperial authority offered protection and political stability and facilitated an integrated economic network of diverse lands and peoples who had significant local autonomy. The Mesoamerican Toltec culture had ruled the Valley of Mexico and beyond beginning in 900 AD. Its sphere of influence reached as far away as the Yucatan Peninsula and the major city of Chichen Itza. After 1200 AD, various nomadic peoples entered the Valley of Mexico, including the Mexica. The Mexica were an indigenous people who were the eventual rulers of the Aztec Empire. When they arrived, they encountered the remnants of the Toltec Kingdom and their mythical history in magnificent cities such as Tula. The later Aztec culture saw the Toltecs and Maya as their intellectual and cultural predecessors. The Aztecs are so-called from Aztlan, meaning white land, an allusion to their origins as a nomadic tribe in northern Mexico. The Mexica are eponymous of the place named Mexico, which refers to the interconnected settlements in the valley that became the site of what is now Mexico City. It held natural, geographical, and population advantages as the metropolitan center of the region of the future Mexican nation. Tenochtitlan was a large Aztec city-state built on an island in what was then Lake Texcoco in the Valley of Mexico and was the capital of the expanding Aztec Empire. At its peak, it was the largest city in the pre-Columbian Americas and one of the most prosperous and populated cities in the world. Today, the ruins of the once magnificent city are located in the historic center of the Mexican capital, modern Mexico City. The Mexica, once established in Tenochtitlan, built opulent palaces, impressive public buildings, and marketplaces. Commerce was at the heart of everyday life and trade was the center of social interactions. There was also a botanical garden, zoo, and an aquarium. The city had great symmetry. They constructed grand temples for different purposes, including human and animal sacrifice. Both beauty and savagery existed hand-in-hand in the Aztec world. The state religion of the empire was polytheistic, worshipping a diverse pantheon that included dozens of deities. The imperial deity was represented in the central temple precinct of the capital. People in conquered provinces were allowed to retain and freely continue their own religious traditions, so long as they added to their local pantheons the imperial god, a distinctive warlike patron divinity. The Aztecs would often incorporate gods and goddesses that were borrowed from other geographic regions and peoples into their own religious practices. Like the Maya before them, they had a penchant for human sacrifice. Though blood sacrifice was common in Mesoamerica, the scale of human sacrifice under the Aztecs was unprecedented in the region. Human and animal sacrifice was practiced on a grand scale throughout the Aztec Empire in connection with many religious festivals, which were in the Aztec calendar. Aztec life was thus a constant mix of happy feasting and solemn sacrifices. Life in the Aztec world was full of traditions, some beautiful and others 
quite macabre from the perspective of modern society. For millennia, the practice of blood sacrifice was widespread in Mesoamerican cultures and a theme in certain religions. Human sacrifice was a very complex, brutal ritual performed in honor of the gods. Every sacrifice had to be meticulously planned from the type of victim to the specific ceremony needed for the god. The sacrificial victims were usually captured warriors, but sometimes slaves, depending upon the god and needed ritual. The higher the rank of the warrior, the better he was considered as a sacrifice. The victims would then take on the persona of the god they were to be sacrificed for. The victims would be housed, fed, and dressed accordingly. This process could last up to a year. When the sacrificial day arrived, the victims would participate in the specific ceremonies of the deity. These ceremonies were used to exhaust the victims so that they would not struggle during the ceremony. Then priests performed the sacrifice, usually at the top of a pyramid. Each victim would be laid upon a table, held down, and subsequently have their hearts cut out. Aztec civilization was a fascinating combination of brutality and beauty. Starting in the Valley of Mexico, the Aztecs spread their doctrine of splendor and horror across Mesoamerica. Their penchant for human sacrifice, coupled with their love of drawings, sculpture, music, poetry, and philosophy, boggles the Western mind. Nowhere is that dichotomy better seen than in the metaphors of Aztec art. For example, the hummingbird represented the sun god, the eagle represented the warrior, and flowers represented the beauty of life. The cosmology of Aztec religion divided the world into heavens and earthly layers, or netherworlds. Each level was associated with a specific set of deities and astronomical objects. The most important celestial entities in Aztec religion are the sun, the moon, and the planet Venus. The Aztecs were popularly referred to as people of the sun. Aztec philosophy included ethics and aesthetics. Its central question was how people could find stability and balance in an ephemeral world. The Aztec world of grandeur, magnificence, sophistication, and savagery came to an abrupt end early in the 16th century. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. For decades, 
I've pursued my passion for Christianity as a historian, author, professor, scholar, communicator, radio host, lecturer, researcher, aggregator, traveler, and podcaster. I've chosen to present the captivating and enthralling story of Jesus in an episodic series that shall inform, teach, and entertain listeners in a positive manner with the epic tale of the Christian movement from its deep origins to our present times. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate His acts and teachings. Join me on this exciting and fascinating journey through time, exploring and focusing on the interesting, compelling, wonderful, intriguing, tragic, and inspiring stories of the Bible, as well as the many remarkable exploits, undertakings, and achievements of its devoted adherents, and the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. But who was this person called Jesus? And why did he inspire such admiration, fervor, and devotion? Join me as we unravel the truth, myth, legend, traditions, and mysteries surrounding this titan of history. Jesus was a first century AD Jewish preacher and religious leader. The widely used calendar era, AD, means Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of the Lord referring to the time and years after the traditional birth of Jesus. The perennial B.C., meaning before Christ, refers to the time and years before the traditional birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus is also referred to as Jesus of Nazareth, the village he hailed from, or Jesus Christ, meaning Messiah, Savior, or Liberator of a group of people. He is the central figure of Christianity, the world's largest religion. Most Christians believe he is the incarnation of God the Son, as described in the New Testament, and the awaited Messiah, prophesied in the Old Testament. Jesus was a Galilean Jew from the Roman province of Judea in the Middle East, situated on the southeastern shore of the Mediterranean Sea and the northern shore of the Red Sea. Little is known of his early life. He was born in Bethlehem, and at eight days of age, he was dedicated in the Jerusalem temple according to Jewish custom. He later became a craftsman and, when about 30 years old, was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist and began his own ministry. His teachings were initially conserved by oral transmission, and he himself was often referred to as Rabbi. Jesus debated with fellow Jews on how to best follow God, taught in parables, and gathered followers including a small, close-knit group of women and male disciples. Tradition holds that he was arrested and tried by the Jewish authorities in Jerusalem during the annual Passover festival, turned over to the Roman government, and crucified on the order of Pontius Pilate, the Roman prefect. After his death, his followers believed he rose from the dead, and the community they formed eventually became the early Christian church. Christian doctrines include the beliefs that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
was born of a virgin named Mary, wife of Joseph, performed miracles of healing and restoration, preached a message of repentance, died at the approximate age of 33 by crucifixion as a sacrifice to achieve atonement for sin, rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven from where he will return. Commonly, Christians believe Jesus enables people to be reconciled to God. Jesus is also revered outside of Christianity in religions such as Islam, which considers him one of God's important prophets and the Messiah. Muslims believe Jesus was born of a virgin, but was neither God nor a son of God. In contrast, Judaism rejects the belief that Jesus was the awaited Messiah, arguing that he did not fulfill messianic prophecies and was neither divine nor resurrected. The question of the historicity of Jesus is part of the study of this historical man as undertaken in the quest for the historical Jesus and the scholarly reconstructions of the life of Jesus, based primarily on critical analysis of the gospel texts and applying the standard criteria of critical historical investigation and methodologies for analyzing the reliability of primary sources and other historical evidence. The historicity of Jesus relates to whether Jesus of Nazareth is a historical figure. Nearly all historians accept that Jesus existed, and standard historical criteria have aided in reconstructing his life. These academics support the historicity of Jesus, but scholars of antiquity differ on the beliefs and teachings of Jesus as well as the accuracy of the details of his life that have been described in written accounts of the life and teachings of Jesus known as Gospels. The Gospels are the primary sources of historical information about the man from Nazareth and of the religious movement he founded. These religious Gospels recount the life, ministry, crucifixion, and resurrection of a Jew named Jesus who spoke Aramaic. Biblical scholarship regards the Gospels to be the literary manifestation of oral traditions that originated during the life of a historical Jesus and are a type of ancient biography a genre which was concerned with providing examples for readers to emulate while preserving and promoting the subject's reputation and memory, as well as including propaganda and preaching in their works. The four canonical Gospels that tradition attributes to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are therefore the foremost sources for the life and message of Jesus. But other parts of the New Testament also include references to key episodes in his life and deeds including the letters of Paul the Apostle, whose writings are the earliest surviving Christian texts that include information about Jesus. Although Paul provides relatively little biographical information about Jesus and states that he never knew Jesus personally, he does make it clear that he considers Jesus to have been a real person and a Jew. The Jesus myth theory includes the view that the story of Jesus is largely mythological and has little basis in historical fact. It is a fringe theory supported by a small group of dedicated, active, and vocal scholars and mythicists who argue that in the Gospels, a fictitious historical narrative was imposed on the mythical cosmic savior figure created by Paul. Myth proponents claim that there is significance in the lack of surviving historic records about Jesus of Nazareth from any non-Jewish author until the second century adding that Jesus left no writings or other archaeological evidence. This understanding deviates from the mainstream historical view, and most historians reject the theory that Jesus never existed. Mainstream biblical scholars point out that much of the writings of antiquity have been lost, 
and that there was little written about any Jew or Christian in this period, and that there is no known archaeological or textual evidence for the existence of most people in the ancient world, even famous people. It is impossible to write a biography of Jesus, because the Gospels concentrate on his ministry, the three years that he was a wandering teacher. They portray him as someone who taught about God at work in the world, especially by using parables, earthly stories with heavenly meanings. Jesus spoke of God's authority, but also of his compassion, particularly in forgiving sins and in creating new life. Jesus is also portrayed as someone who works miracles, above all, healing, in which the power of God is revealed. In general, Jesus discouraged people from talking about him as superhuman, for example, as the Messiah or Christ. He insisted he was an ordinary man, but one through whom the word and the will of the Father were being expressed in the world. Therefore, he spoke of himself as the Son of Man. In the Bible, this means the Son of Adam, one who, like all people, has to die but will be saved by God after death. Challenged, as teachers then often were, to make a summary of the Torah, Jesus said, Love God wholeheartedly and your neighbor as yourself. Always treat others as you would like them to treat you. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Text the word HISTORY using the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to a wonderful product that can help you finally succeed in shedding that extra weight. Jeff in Indiana lost 55 pounds with Calitrin. Lily in Tennessee shed 42 pounds. Beth is sleeping much better and her joint aches have eased up considerably. Text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 right now to see this week's special offer on Calotrin. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of our special offer. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY. That's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y using the code 30605. And we'll send you a link to this special offer.